Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Okay, boy, they are out today, even though it is a special Sunday edition. Yeah, for Sunday, they they really came out to appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, really, really, we we do. Um, We have a special guest. That's why we are on Sunday, and this Mm -hmm. will probably... After we get it recorded, we'll throw it on a Thursday night show. Uh, I don't think we have anything coming up this coming Thursday, so we just may do it then. But this is the panic time for us on the show. The panic time is Mm -hmm. from the time the show actually starts until the guest actually calls us. And (laughs) we wait with bated breath to see if they're calling in. yeah, it's, a, it's, it's been, exactly, exactly. It has been more than one occasion when we, when they have forgotten or something came up and they they didn't call in. So it's yeah. it's not unusual. Let me go yeah. back and look, mate. I don't think they've sent us any emails today. I was last correspondence I had with him was. Last night, uh, our time, which would have been, there's seven hours in front of us. And so, uh, let's see what we got here. No. Last evening at 8.17, our time, which would put it at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, their time, so they would have gotten it this morning. And I still got the the invitation, the podcast invitation that they send out. So, nothing saying that something came up. Uh, So, it looks like everything's okay. There's a confirmation podcast. People send out these um, calendar, Google Calendar alerts. And uh, I've gotten those quite a few times. But the thing is, every time I've gotten one of those, people have canceled and we've had to change it and stuff like that. So the Google Calendar alerts aren't always the bestest thing in the world. I never responded yes on this. Maybe maybe that's something I should have done. Um, So uh, we are... Again, it is waiting. a Sunday. 
<laughs> yeah. March the 3rd. So we are hanging. It's almost like NASA. Like, you know, you know, you drive three and a half hours to Cape Canaveral or wherever it is, NASA. Johnson, uh, the, uh, it's not the Johnson. It's the Kennedy Space Center. Kennedy. Thinking Space. there's going to be a launch. Was, yes. Like there was a, how long ago? It was a couple of days ago. They were, or yesterday. When was it? Day before yesterday, they were going to launch uh, SpaceX yeah. and. And one little cloud gets in the way because you're thinking it's clear skies the whole way out. The weather's perfect. One little cloud gets in the way and they scrub it. Now you got to drive <laughs> three and a half hours back. <laughs> and the, the traffic is terrible because now you got a hundred thousand people in one confined area trying to go the same direction that you did. You came from all and it's, at the same time. Yeah, and you don't know until you know. And it could be you could be sitting there. You know, you got your barbecue, whatever they allow you to do. I think you need a lot of barbecues, but you know, you're out there and you're all prepared and everything. You got the lawn chairs out, you know, whatever. And you're going, all right, here we go, five, four, three. Wait a minute, why didn't you this up? Come on a second, put the chicken back in the freezer. What's going on here? And then you're looking and nothing's happening. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I know, um, and and it's just you know, and from here we're on the west coast of, uh, of Florida, yeah. and from here we hear that it's going to be a launch. So, so I go outside. They say the launch is going to be in five minutes. So I go outside and I start watching, and we can actually see it from here, and especially at night. Uh, oh, yes. But we can we can mm-hmm. see it during the day too. But at night you can see the uh, the flames coming out of the back. And I go outside and I'm standing what? and I'm looking to the east. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I'm going, what's well, been more than five minutes? And I'm waiting. And my wife comes out and says, I just saw it on the news. They canceled it. I go, oh, okay. You know, oh, it's God. not like driving all the way over there. I mean, it's the same thing, though. You just you never know. Oh, I've done it. I've done it before, you know, driving uh, from, from Tampa to there. And it, on, on I-4, it's a, it's a terrible drive yeah. anyway. But yeah. I've, I've seen the coolant coming out of the, you know, the, the tower gotten to that point and you're like okay here they go they got the coolant going so you know it goes you know it drops it down to below freezing whatever they they require and then all of a sudden everything stops and you're like no you know toss a bottle rocket in the air at least make us think you know like, hey, <laughs> oh, wow. it's yeah. smarter than i thought <laughs> yeah. do something but uh well, yeah, and, all and that time is, is just people don't realize they don't understand the logistics and the confusion mm-hmm. and how hard it is to get out of observation areas mm-hmm. and back on the road to get where you're going. It's yeah. unbelievable yeah. number of people. You see. I mean, it, it's worse than going to a, a packed football game or a packed uh, mm. sporting event. Uh, it's yep. just because on those, That's the mm. people... Mm-hmm you know, stagger out and all that. But on the launch, it's canceled. Or even if it's launched, and as soon as it's up in the air, people mm-hmm. start jumping in the cars and going. And Oh, my gosh. The, it's horrible. <laughs> you got a you got a great view for anywhere between 30 seconds to a minute until it disappears. And you're like, oh, that was worth it. And then you turn around and, you know, 100,000 of you get back on the road at the same time. And, it, and we're not talking <laughs> major roads. We're talking very no. small roads. Um, chances are you're facing the wrong direction, so now you got to back out and do a 20-point turn to go back out the little parking lot. No <laughs> one is directing you. Now, at a sporting event, like you said, you at least have parkers, you know, before the game that are like, oh, yeah, park here next, you know, park here. They, they direct you in. It's a free-for-all yeah. over at, uh, you know, some of the viewing spaces over there. So, um, it is. 
It really is. I mean, I, I've been over there, I don't know, three, four times. And, oh, my gosh, it's just like whether it launches or not, you have this logistic problem of getting out of there. Oh, it's and, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All those, and then you have to go through town, you know, Titusville, or, yeah, I think it's Titusville. Is it Titusville? Merritt Island, all I that think stuff. So, you yeah. have to go through town and then get on the main road. Uh, it's. And yeah. Titusville's not I, I, made. The roads are not made for that much traffic. You know, no. it's just no. It's this little old sleepy town most of the time, and yeah. the roads are not made. I mean, say go out and drive down one of your alleys in the town that you live in, and mm-hmm. that's Titusville's main street. I mean, it's just yeah, it's that's unbelievable. It. They call that the highway. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Don't want to dissuade anybody, you know. Don't want to dissuade anybody or, or turn them off of, you know, seeing a launch because it is very, very impressive. But oh, yeah. just be aware, it's it's a hassle, and you're gonna, you know, stay calm, uh, you know, whatever you gotta do. But it is a actually, uh, after fighting it a couple of times, I sat there and waited almost 45 minutes, close to an hour, and started <laughs> the car, and it was like nobody was on the road. It, it took about an hour to clear out of that area there and uh then i you went on home but if you're doing you know if you're tailgating before the launch just continue doing it after the launch and it's not too bad that's a good plan or just or stay in titusville so you don't have that you know seven-hour drive back to the other coast, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just grab a hotel room right there. <laughs> that's, that's another good yeah. pro- you know, plan. But but you're right. The launches are fantastic. I mean, it just there's nothing like it. The ground shakes, and it's just, you know, the rumbling. You and yeah. you, know, you do. You do. And yeah. you, you see this, you know, enormous things start rising from the earth and you think that's never going to clear. It is impressive. Yes, it is. So, And there's a website. I'm trying to think of what the website is. Uh, I, I don't know if Cape Canaveral, uh, Cape is it Space. Yeah, it's it, it's a website that tells you when a launch is going to be. And it, I went to I went to Space Launch. I think was uh, I know there's a group on Facebook that does them. Um, I thought it was Space Launch. Uh, oh gosh, I forgot. Let's see what it is. There's RocketLaunch.live. There's um, live coverage. Yeah, there's. There's a couple of them. NASA TV Live Online has it. Um, YouTube, uh, Space Flight Now, if you do a search there, but they have them. So, yeah. uh, well, this, there's Space also Space. a lot of sites yeah. that tell you when the launches are scheduled. And uh, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. can you know, go over and see them then and all that. So there's lots of stuff on it. Uh, but it's, it is impressive when you're sitting there watching that thing. and It is impressive. Yeah. Even though the traffic is yeah. a nightmare, it's impressive. So, yeah. yeah. And the night launches, night launches are totally unbelievable as boring ah, gets yeah. out there. Yes, you're absolutely right. I saw one night launch and it was like, oh my God. It's like turning on every yeah. light that you can possibly find yep. and changing the balls from 60 watt to 300 watt. <laughs> I mean, it's just. 
<laughs> it, it became daylight for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, amazing. Um, yeah. But this is all about wine. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I told the guest to call in that a couple minutes passed, yeah. and it yeah. is it 12 minutes passed. See, that's what I say. We, uh, we always, this is our... This is our panic period here uh, until the guest does call in. Uh, let me do some more research here and see if see if he did get a hold of us for any reason. I didn't see one on there, but we've corresponded back and forth about six or seven times, and there's always a different email. It seems like for everything that we've said to each other. Okay. It's 46 degrees in Bordeaux, France. I can tell you that much. Um, oh, oh okay. well, he might be. 7, 12 p.m. there. Uh, six hours difference, I believe. Yeah. Uh, tonight's hours. low yeah. in Bordeaux, 37 degrees for their low wow, tonight. Oh, it's cold there. It is. I was not I expecting that. I didn't either. I didn't expect yeah. it to be that cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to stay in the 40s at night uh, for the rest of this coming week, and the high in the low to mid 50s. Uh, wow! So, yeah, it's that's colder than chilly I area. Yeah. I really didn't. Well, you know, I mean, you look at the latitude. The only thing that regulates that's the Gulf Stream and the, the warmth coming from Ooh. the ocean is going across there, and and mm. so yeah, it's uh, there. Their latitude's about that of New York City, I think, something like that. I mean, it's really, really high. It's surprisingly north compared to North America. It's always has surprised me how far north Europe is. So, um, yeah, you look at a map and you, you start tracing around. Because I've followed the maps at times before and trying to see where the you know wine growing is and you know Bordeaux and you know especially northern France uh, let's see it says uh, the wine documentary film Eastbound Westbound is the name of it a winemaker story from Bordeaux and California uh, it is on Apple TV so if anyone wants to watch it you can do so uh, it's again Eastbound Westbound a winemaker story from Bordeaux and California. Uh, Jeffrey, and what's his last name here? I know it's Jeffrey because he was on the on the movie. Uh, Jeffrey Davies. is yeah. uh, Davies. Okay, uh, Jeffrey Davies is the uh, main character in the show. He's the one that travels around and all that. But it says this investigation arms. Our arms aims to trace, understand, and demonstrate the historical and unwavering links between the United States, Bordeaux, and its wines. An investigation like no other eastbound, westbound, unless the viewer understand how this Franco-American friendship around Bordeaux wines had its starting point in the 18th century around the greatest connoisseur of fine wines and lover of Bordeaux, the American Thomas Jefferson. U.S. Ambassador to Paris and third president of the United States. And it goes into that. It covers that a little bit. And like I said, I saw the movie. A very interesting movie. If you're if you're into wine, it's really, really interesting. If you're not into wine, it's educational. So it's worth it either way. 
but again it's on Apple TV or Apple TV plus I think this is uh, and it's eastbound westbound a winemaker story from Bordeaux in California and uh, let me see uh, that was something I received I just want to pass on to you what let's see they were scheduled to be on the 22nd of last month and that didn't happen not because of any reason but then we realized that seven o'clock on normal show time and they were seven hours ahead of us uh, that would put them what at uh, uh, two o'clock in the morning two three o'clock in the morning something like that so uh, the time we finish the show it'd be after three start at two and be after three so they said, can we do it some other time? And we go, sure. I said, what would you like to do? And they said, well, we can do on a weekend. Well, weekend's almost impossible. Mike has his um, show on Flightline Radio at 10 to noon. And Saturdays this time of year, I'm really tied up because I do volunteer to do taxes uh, through the uh, uh, United Way, and so I'm doing taxes from nine to one one thirty. Then I volunteer at the golf course uh, on Saturday afternoons, and so as soon as I finish taxes, I drive over to the golf course, which is ten minutes away, and I'm there until about well, it depends on the time we get the carts in and everything. About seven seven thirty, I get home. So. And that's this week. In a couple of weeks, it's going to be even later because the time changes. So yeah. uh, I uh, yep. contacted him, and I said, we can't do it on Saturday. How about a Sunday? And I, Mike says, yeah, it's good for me. And, and then it's also good for me. So I said, Sunday. So they came back and said, 1 o'clock Sunday would be your time, 7 of mine. That exchanged the pleasantries that are involved in changing the time and confirmation and everything. Here we are. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> so tell everybody the story. Yeah. Uh, hmm. and I, yep. you know, it's it's sad because I saw the movie and it, it raised some questions I want to talk to him about and, and different things. It's, yep. it's not there and it's not there. There's the first two I got from him. And uh, there's this one. And this is just a confirmation time, Sunday, March 3rd at 1 to 2 Eastern Time. And, yeah, we had it. No, it's, uh, so that's a confirmation on that. And then the next email we got was actually from Jeffrey himself, Jeffrey Davies here. Uh, and we were talking about the times. He asked me about Zoom and other visual platforms. I said, we are not visual. We are audio only. You can wear your underwear. Call us a couple minutes past seven your time. And he didn't send an email back saying good or would do it. It was just that was the last one. That was last night. So 
here we are. Mm. And it's almost 20 after 1. Uh, I really am surprised that he is not contacting us. I, I have to admit, I am really, really surprised. I figured he would be very prompt and right here and all that. I don't know. Unless something came up, I don't know. Maybe it's just too cold and he can't function. I understand that. Um, but we can always do it next week. Lack of Zoom or something. I just checked on Zoom because I have the app and I used it uh, for uh, work when we had uh, Zoom uh, phone lines, business phones. Mm -hmm. But uh, if with the free account, you're only allowed 40 minutes. And I looked at that and I go, oh, I don't know if I, uh, I forgot how much it is uh, to, to register it, but it's, it's a great service. And it became really popular during the pandemic because uh, people yes. were inside and they needed a way to communicate. And man, uh, Zoom just exploded. And um, I use Zoom we yeah, decided, a lot. We yeah. decided uh, uh, as a, in the business uh, uh, where I worked at uh, my normal job, not these other ones, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to, uh, Get their phone systems, and then and it was a great phone service, also. So, uh, you know, the desktop phones, uh, the, the you know, hardware uh, just worked right with um, with the network over the internet, and it was a great service, wow. uh, a lot of good features to it. But uh, now we don't we don't use it since uh, the another company purchased the company. <laughs> oh, they got rid of it and use their. Yeah, this happened in December. I don't think well, I mentioned that. Zoom. Anyway. I think what people yeah. think about when they think of Zoom is they think of video, your face-to-face. Yeah, and, and there, there is that. Like, there is that aspect of it, but it doesn't have to be that aspect of it. No, no. So uh, whenever somebody says, <clears throat> but maybe we should, you know, get it for all, all about wine and get it hooked up and see how that. Yeah. Or if it's, mm-hmm. I'll have uh, to go into Zoom uh, for all about wine. Maybe all about wine can, uh, you know, check and see what the times are, or how much it costs for extra time or something like yeah. that. And maybe we can start offering Zoom as an alternative to our guest. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, not, have... I don't know, is it how easy is it to connect Zoom to our? program on all about wine uh we'd have to we probably both need to be set up for it uh in case there was issues like uh what was it two uh, a thursday two thursdays ago where i wasn't here um yeah. so you could do it do it as a backup but uh it's um i think the only thing i added is i have a software mixer that everything runs through um it's in the computer so um, you you'd have to make some changes uh, to your audio uh, setup because you're talking through a microphone and that's what your you know dial-in is is listening to, whereas Zoom would be what you're talking into and the output of Zoom would go into um, probably best as uh, with a, a little simple mixer to, to hook up on the uh, software-wise, but oh. with some work it wouldn't be too bad, but. Um, I was just looking at their options here. Uh, yeah, because we're we're you know on Blog Talk Radio, we have you know all these phone lines in, but they're local calls in in the New York area, six four six area code, I think is New York or one of those mm-hmm. places up there. And but if you're overseas, like you said, uh, uh, was it not Korea? What was it? Korea. Uh, yeah. Was it Korea. 
oh, you know, okay. South Korea. Um, you know, somebody out there, they're not going to want to call a 646 plus one and then 646 and all that stuff. Um, might not be might not be feasible for them, but Zoom, yeah, definitely would be a a good uh, platform because um, it's worldwide. Or uh, we used to use Skype, and I don't know if Skype is even still around here. But uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think I still have a link to Skype on, on my computer, but I've never punched it because we – we're having a few yeah. issues there when we finally got away from it, and I just yeah. I never have went back to yeah. it for any reason. And I haven't tried. I'm on I'm on Google Voice now. That's my uh, my. Uh, it's kind of like my my desktop computer phone access, but uh, you can get one person on that. Um, but I don't know if you can con- connect voice to voice, you know, without using mm-hmm. a phone number. So. Like Skype, you know, Skype, you connect it to the user, to the person, um, you know, their Skype. But I don't know how that would work on, on this. Zoom would be, I think it's up to 150 people. And, you know, it's, um, I think it's 150 hours a month or something. You can you can have, meet, they call them meetings. They're Zoom meetings. But uh, yeah, that's it's probably, probably the, the best option to go through. Yeah. Um, for that, because I, I don't know if any of have to look into it, but um, it's, yeah, not, it's not too bad. Uh, if I have to get a small mm-hmm. mixer as something else, you can check in too and see what that, that Just one a involved. software. It's, yeah, I, I use uh, I use voice meter uh, for the shows and it has so many inputs. I can just route them to a channel, uh, but they make a, a slim down version of it um, that does the same thing. But it's 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 great software. Oh, my gosh, I, I can't stop praising it. But uh, you just install it and it becomes your your audio hardware and everything oh. runs through that. So, um, and That'd be a lot um, easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I have a channel for Skype, and if I was on Skype I, and I wanted to mute somebody, I just hit the mute button on the mixer, and it cuts them off. I mean, you know, keeps oh. them on Skype, but can't. So, but you can't uh, hear them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a uh, you change the volume. You know, if they can't hear them too well, you can raise the volume on like a regular, you know, um, hardware mixer. So, with the sliders and everything, it has that on the software. Mm. So, oh yeah, okay. A lot easier. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't. Do as much good now at uh, one twenty six p.m. With no, no, uh-uh. no. Right. We can check and see about the next time. Yeah. Excuse me. I really would like to talk to him though about the movie. Everybody out there mm-hmm. can you know, get a chance to look at the movie um, yeah. if you like. Uh, and if you have any questions, yeah. I mean, whether he's on or not, you can always email me the questions, and uh, I'll. Mm-hmm. Be sure to bring them up to him uh, at allaboutwine101 at gmail.com. And uh, after you've seen the movie, if there's anything that you're curious about or any questions or comments uh, about the movie or anything, then email me at allaboutwine101 at gmail.com. And we will, I'll put them over to the side when we talk to him, we will ask him or let him know the comments. Well, so it's, if know, they didn't, if they didn't see the movie, can they? Is he? The, is he? Would he be able to answer general questions about Bordeaux wines or other wines? Is he? Is he that into it, or is it just specifically, you know, for the movie? He started. He started the movie, 
by mm-hmm. making well, they started a movie by showing Thomas Jefferson over there and all that. Very very well staged uh, period uh, piece there, but that's how he started moving. Then he came on. He said, "My name is Jeffrey Davies. I have." Lived in Bordeaux for 20 years, been involved with wine the whole time. They call me Mr. Bordeaux mm-hmm. around here and stuff like that. So to answer your question, yes, he can answer any of the questions or anything about Bordeaux wines. He is really quite knowledgeable. So uh, Very good. That, not an issue at all for him. He is, And that's another reason I really was looking forward to talking to him because he is so knowledgeable about Bordeaux wines. And, uh, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, should be should be interesting there. But yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. But obviously he has missed his seven o'clock call in because it is now seven twenty eight his time, seven twenty nine his time, and it is one twenty nine our time. So, and I actually I didn't prepare to really have a show. Uh, we might be able just to throw this on sometime anyway, though. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll keep it in the archives in case we want to cover a show sometime when we didn't know what to do. It's on Facebook uh, when we're off, and it's on Blog Talk Radio when we're off. So um, I don't know. With the different channels on it, um, there's just different ways to, to listen to it, even if, you know, Unless we go in and scrub it <laughs> like a launch. No, I don't think there's delete. any reason to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't yeah. say anything that but, was controversial. Uh, <laughs> um, let me let me look and see if there's anything that I wanted to particularly talk about. And I haven't had an opportunity to do so. And let's see. No, nothing there. I received my latest issue of the Wine Spectator. Have you got yours? No. Um, yeah, it could have it could be in there. I haven't checked the mail today or anything or, or yesterday, yeah. so uh there's a possibility. Yeah, I I just received mine yesterday. Haven't had a chance to really look at it too much. Our guest coming up on uh for the fourth is Alf, Alfie Alcantara. Alcantara, he's a co-owner of Deer Native Grapes, and Deer Native Grapes is winery in upstate New York, where Stephen Castles told us about. Stephen Castles was one of the Native American grapes, and he's talked about that. Whereas Deer Native Grapes is the vineyard and winery that does Native American grapes and makes wines out of them and all that. So the proprietor, Alfie, is going to be on on April the 4th, which is a Thursday, not a Sunday. And... A visit with us then and tell us about his vineyard and all that. So we've got that coming up in about a month. And uh, I just I saw that here. Let me see what else we have. Uh, Nick and Giles. We talked to Giles last week. Uh, 
Oh, here's another one, No Love Lost Winery. That's coming up uh, in the future. That is March 21st, I believe. Yeah, March 21st. And so we will be having No Love Lost. Uh, it says they do natural wines that embody the essence of Napa Valley and adjacent growing regions, which more than likely would be Sonoma and possibly Mendocino. They go on to say, we believe our story, philosophy, and the ethics behind the project provide an interesting and valuable perspective for your listeners. So that is coming up uh, a couple of weeks. What did I just say? I don't know. I forget this stuff. This uh, March 21st. March 21st, yep. yeah. Yeah, I've already got that in the calendar. Right. So they're going to be on March 21st. And that's going to be uh, No Love Lost Wine Company. And uh, they are located in Napa. Natural wines, which is interesting. Uh, the, the natural this is something that they talked about a lot on the movie uh, Eastbound, Westbound, is natural and biodynamic and organic a lot of the wineries they were talking about, in fact, I think all of them, if I remember correctly, have all gone to the bio- biodynamic, if not at least natural and organic. So it's becoming quite the movement now. I, and that's something else I wanted to talk to Jeffrey about, the difference in the taste and the quality of wines when you start going biodynamic. I've never had an opportunity to try them side by side, and I'd really like to do that. I've had biodynamic, and I've had natural, but this is becoming a big movement now, the natural wine movement, and and just no no chemicals, no anything. And I don't know if you've heard recently, too, but Napa Valley, the Napa Wine Growers Association, is looking at stopping uh, glyphosate, which is Roundup, uh, trying to stop glyphosate from being used in Napa completely. Uh, they want them to go to more of a natural control of weeds and stuff like that, be it goats went around your vineyard or then trim them down with your weed eater or whatever they're going to do. I don't know, but uh, it's probably going to pass, and they're not going to be able to do the glassified in Napa, which other areas are also, if Napa does it, more than likely, you're going to have follow-up in Sonoma, Mendocino, Central Valley, uh, Sacramento areas, uh, just all over. It's probably going to be a mushroom effect. Uh, if one area does it, usually it doesn't take long for others to follow suit on it. So, uh, and, and that's, you know, if they're going to stop this chemical, uh, if I could editorialize for a moment here since... We're still waiting for a phone call from France. Um, They are going to stop all these chemical use in the vineyards, which is great. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's fantastic. If you can do it and if you can save the crops and if you can do this without having to jump the prices up. And to me, this is something I... As a consumer, I am a little concerned about this. If I go out and buy a bottle of wine that costs me $22 or $23, and all of a sudden they're not going to use these 
weed killers and these chemicals and all that. They're going to go something else. And they're saying, well, wait a minute, this this alternative is going to cost me X amount of dollars per acre more. So therefore, I'm going to have to raise the price to adjust this. So my $22 bottle of wine can now cost $27. That's when I'm starting saying, wait a minute, this... I know the profit margins on wine. The profit margin on wine is good. I, you know, it really is really quite quite a good profit margin overall compared to other items. Okay, and you can absorb some of these costs. You don't need to pass it on right away. So I just hope the wineries will think about their consumers a little bit and think about how much the consumer can adjust to their prices just because they decided not to use Roundup or just because they decided not to use another chemical and try to use something that's less invasive, if you will, into the plants and into the ground. And this is one of the main things about the movement going natural and biodynamic and organic and regenerative and all the new ones they have now with all the names is the fact of how it's treating the earth, how it's treating the ground, what's it doing to everything. If they can continue to not destroy the ground, not destroy what they're putting in the ground and help it recover on its own, that'll be great. That's wonderful. But they can't raise the prices for everything substantially just because they're using some other chemical. And, and I, you know, again, like I'm editorializing on this, I don't see the reason to jump up the price. And I guess they can justify it, the fact that, well, this is costing us more money to do this, so therefore it's going to have to be passed on to you. Well, you know, I have seen lots of bottles of wine recently that have been noted as being biodynamic or regenerative or organic, any number of things. And I'm not seeing a great increase on these bottles of the cost. And I think that's very important that they are keeping it within reason for people because you know, times are tough now. And I think the one reason understand that as well as anybody else. So all these people out here drinking wine can't always afford an increase every time they turn around so but uh this is one of the things about the 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 movie is that the excuse me the biodynamic and the organic regenerative the vineyards all over in fact one of the vineyards i'm sorry i can't think of the name of it right now is uh, in France, and she switched over to biodynamic a number of years ago, and one of the first ones in the region, she said that she was very groundbreaking when she did that, and people around the area thought she was insane, but now a lot of them are switching over. I can't remember the percentage. They, he quoted the percentage of vineyards that are in France now, or, or not France, but in uh the uh, Bordeaux region that are now going natural or organic or biodynamic stuff like that. It's really jumping up quite a bit, a big percentage there. So something we're going to start seeing more and more. And I think, well, 
some of these people that own these wineries in the Bordeaux region also have bought wineries in California and particularly Napa and Sonoma and they are going biodynamic there too so it's something we're seeing more of one of the things I found interesting is one winery that was bought out was actually built and planted grapevines planted by Robin Williams and it was a beautiful chateau uh, in Sonoma and he planted vineyard but he actually died before the vineyards were producing so he never had a chance to make any wine under his name but uh, that's that was interesting they go and talk about that vineyard and uh, chateau a little bit there but beautiful places get a chance watch watch the movie and we'll we'll get uh, Jeffrey on in the future he can talk about it again if you have any questions or comments then send them to the email um yeah, I was talking about Jay Nunez, founder and winemaker of Love Lost Wines. It's going to be on the 21st of April. Is that no March or the 21st of March? And uh, let me see what else we have here. Someone else going to be on? Uh, let's see. Oh, here's another one that had contacted me, and probably have him on sometime in next couple months it is uh, oh, let me expand this because I can't read it all a 60 acre mountain estate winery in Lake County in the Red Hills AVA Lake County is north of Sonoma Mendocino and then Lake County up in that oh well, hey a minute no am I wrong Lake County's east or is it north? I can't think right now. I don't know. But uh, he's looking at uh, yeah, north. Okay, there you go. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's north. Um, north of Mendocino. Uh, 45 minutes an hour north of Napa. Go through Mendoc uh, Mendocino County into Lake County. But this is, uh, let's see. What does it say here? I really enjoyed your podcast. I'd love to talk to you about boutique wines. B-O-A-T-I-Q-U-E. Boutique. I thought that was cute. Uh, our unique volcanic AVA and the incredible tale of the Mount family. And they're almost 70 years of love story that led to the founding of the winery. So that is coming up probably within sometime this month or next month. I've been corresponding with them and uh, seeing what date they have available. So there's a, another one there that we have. And let's see. Who else? Uh, here's another one that I have been corresponding with. Uh, Fibolt Duberol. Dubarai. He's a wine director at Eli's Table. Uh, it's a restaurant located in the Upper East Side of New York City. And uh, Table 
let's see, Thubel, uh honed his skills in France, of course. That's really a French name, isn't it? And he's uh, traveled around, done freelance food, and he was a journalist in Paris. He holds a master's degree in philosophy and journalism. And his, his curiosity about food had led him to love a wine. And it says that he is now the beverage director at Eli's. And uh, it uh, goes on, you know, tell him a little bit more about him. So we're looking at him coming on, too, over the next couple of months. So we got ourselves quite a, quite a list. Plus, again, we go back to... Uh, Stephen Castles, I always see that J in my mind. I'm going, that's that's not uh, Stephen Castles. And Stephen Castles uh, worked with a girl in Korea, South Korea, when he was over there. Hence his book, too. is uh, He has his uh, Korean book, and the girl helped. He gave me the name of the girl in South Korea. I've corresponded with her, and she is more than happy to be on the program. We thought the logistics for getting someone from France on was a problem. Uh, although we did somebody from Bali, and we talked to Australia, so. But now we got someone from France or from uh, South Korea, so we're corresponding and trying to get that uh, taken care of, trying to get that lined up. And then we've got another one here. Round Pond Estate uh, uh, Winery, and uh, they're into sustainable packaging, uh, winery water efficiency, sheep grazing, wastewater treatment. Uh, they are Napa Green Winery certified. They do fish-friendly farming, which you say fish farming. Yeah, you're not putting a bunch of crap in the ground that's going to flow into the waterways and kill the fish. And uh, they have transitioned to LED lighting throughout the facilities and all sorts of stuff. They are really, really looking at going a major earth-friendly on this. Uh, so we're looking at uh, something coming up uh, this month or next month, uh, maybe March 25th would date it. That's the last Saturday. March 25th is on a Monday. They can't. They sent me an email here. Said, you know, so I'll have to get back with them and tell them, you know, we don't do it on Mondays. Obviously, we don't do it on Sunday either because nobody's hooking up. To us. <laughs> so, um, but they are coming up. We need to talk with them, and uh, you know, it just people are getting in touch with us. Thank you, anyone out there who has passed the word on and calls these people to contact us. Thank you very much. That is great. It has helped keep us going here with a diversified set of guests. And some of these people, I have no idea how they got a hold of us or why, but I think it's really, really, really cool that they are doing so. Um, I tend to underestimate all about wine's reach. It is, it really does go out there a lot. It spreads.
spreads around to a lot of people. I mean, when we're we are number one in Mongolia and in uh, in food and wine podcast, and we, we've reached all sorts of places around the world. And I'm always amazed about how far All About Wine has reached out to different areas and different people, and how it uh, has been able to generate guests from all those different areas. So, I you know, just just humble Mike and I sitting here, and we're getting <laughs> yep. around the world. You know? <laughs> so. That's what it's known as. Yeah. Done around the world. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a, that's what the opening says. You know. Uh, so, yeah. and, and you know, it just always fascinates me because we get guests from all over. It's just uh, we talked to Australia. We talked to uh, a guy who was in Bali. Uh, mm-hmm. When we talked to him, and all that, all sorts of wineries around the country. We've conversed with, and and I'm reminiscing here. Uh, but we are getting close to our anniversary. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, this is uh, reminiscing that we should be doing on our anniversary because it's been, what, 14 years? Nine? Th- 15. No, 15 years. 15, oh, 15 years. years. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, but... Uh, as always, if you have anything to anything you'd like to talk about or any particular thing about wine, then get a hold of us and we will see what we can cover on the show. And uh, if you have any people you know that is interested or is involved with wine in the wine industry, let us know. And you know, just send me an email or tell them. You know, contact us. Again, simple, all about wine 101, just like in college, you go to class 101, it's the very first one in the series, all about wine 101, and we will get a hold of them, or they can get a hold of us or something, and we will get them on the show. So, and we may try to switch over to Skype, which are not Skype, but uh, Zoom, which might be easier for people. Now uh, we'll see what yeah. the possibilities are on that. And uh, like you say earlier, Mike, that you know, calling the the Bulk Talk Radio number in New York might be off putting for some people. And maybe that was the issue with Jeffrey today. Who knows? Maybe he had an issue yeah. getting through to Block Talk Radio from France. I, I don't know. I would yeah. think that Blog Talk Radio is international, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there there is yeah. an issue. So, you know, when we had the people from Australia and, and Bali and stuff like that, that was when we were calling them. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's yeah. an issue calling in here. I don't know. It's something that uh, I'll, I'll work it out. Yeah, when we start looking at at Zoom, maybe we can do something on Zoom. But yeah. uh, let's see, is there any any news that I can pass on to you? Uh, 
anything that I can find here. I'm, I'm clicking through, seeing what, what I can find. What's new as of Friday? The Canadian federal government is looking at spending $177 million to help the Canadian wine industry. Wow. That's nice of them to have that to help the wine industry. But Canadian wine industry seems to be doing well. Uh, I don't know why they would need to do that. Uh, there is pushback against a new wine or vineyard proposal in Napa Valley. Uh, it says a rare proposal for a giant new vineyard in Napa where vineyard space is limited and therefore coveted is being argued with. It's an Arizona-based nonprofit. So we'll see if they win that one. I bet you they won't because Napa's pretty tight about everything. And so I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's see what else we have. Distributors are starting to take. Oh, yeah, here we go. Distributors are starting to take de-alcoholized wine seriously. You know, that no low. Uh, read an article on no low and how they actually take the alcohol out on most of them. They do, you know, make the wine and then they remove the alcohol. And they said they get all the alcohol out of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I the wines that I've had that were low alcohol or no alcohol, I have not been thrilled. I just the I don't know. Uh, tried yourself. <laughs> French man arrested for stealing no, for stealing seven thousand bottles of wine. Well, yeah, he should be arrested for stealing that. Uh, A major wine critic calls timeout on heavy wine bottles. He said it's time to start getting to something other than that. I had a bottle of wine last week, and oh my gosh, that thing was heavy. It, you know, you see all these cop shows, and you know the blunt instrument. That would be the perfect blunt instrument to kill somebody. That thing was so heavy; it was unbelievable. And I hate to have to ship those things anywhere. Uh, it, the cost has to be prohibitive when you start shipping that stuff around. And places like Amazon and, and X million number of other places that are now shipping for free has almost put everybody into the corner where they have to ship for free or you know, I'll pay half your shipping costs or stuff like that. And bottles like that has to be unbelievably expensive. I just, I, I can't see that. So, uh, wow. Uh, the only thing I thought about when I was drinking, every time I poured myself a little bit more, I'm thinking, wow, this bottle is heavy. Uh, Pennsylvania wine production rises from fifth to fourth in nation. Wine production in Pennsylvania has jumped up. Well, they've just probably converted a lot of their raisin grapes and table grapes over to wine production, which would be pretty simple for them to do, actually, because they have a lot of that. 
Pennsylvania now has 326 wineries. Whoa! Staggering. I didn't know they jumped up them as 326 wineries in Pennsylvania. No wonder they jumped up to third place. I wonder who they unseated. It doesn't say in the article. But uh, 326 wineries in New are in Pennsylvania. Uh, if that's that's right, anybody who lives in Pennsylvania, you know, walk down the street and tell the winery there to call me, and we'll get them on the air. With that many wineries, <laughs> and there has to be one all over the state within a mile of where you are. Okay, so. Uh, this, I think, is done here. Nothing else we want on this article? No. So we can get rid of this. And let's look at this one, and then we're going to probably sign off on the special edition Sunday show where we never got the guest calling in. Uh, oh, loss in time devalued alcohol tax to bail out Cal State. Sommiers are controversial again. The Sommier is in peril once again. What does this say? Let me look at this. It's out of San Francisco Chronicle. It's going to pop up and tell me to put in my password here. Yep, there it is. Uh, but, you know, it's just saying Sommiers are after the pandemic when they were very popular, now they are really losing their appeal. Uh, so I can't get into it. I don't have my password in front of me. I don't have it memorized, so I can't read you the article. i got to read the San Francisco Chronicle today anyway, so I haven't. So the uh, sommiers are becoming the way of the dinosaurs, looks like, according to this. A little bit I've read of this before kicks me off. Okay, so oh, oh, a couple minutes till eight. While I'm talking about San Francisco, I've got to talk about all the snow there. All the snow there in California. 10, 12 feet in some areas. And it's going to really take an effect over the next week or so, well, there's another storm coming in right behind it, so they're going to dump some more snow, but figure within the next month, we'll probably see tremendous amounts of rain, uh, flooding because all that snow will melt and have to have some place to go. So we'll start seeing that coming up. And the wildfires in Texas, oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. I I, I didn't hear about that until yesterday. I don't know why. I just missed it, missed the news on that. But the wildfires in Texas are just devastating. Just went to one town there and just completely leveled it. Uh, one guy said he's going to stay in his house and trying to save it. He said he turned around and drove away. And he knew that his house was gone and there was nothing he could do about it. He said that it just came at him so fast and the winds were whipping up to 45, 50 miles an hour and it just it's blowing that fire. And it's in, it joined with the fire in Oklahoma uh, up in the Panhandle area and joined with the fire there. And so it's, 
a tremendous amount of square miles that has burned, the biggest one ever in Texas, and it's approaching some of the biggest ones in this country. So it's uh, really devastating there. And uh, some more bad weather moving its way also uh, onshore, so it's going to be coming across the country. So uh, if you are anywhere near those areas, heed the warnings. Stay off the roads. Don't try to get out there and all that. Uh, same thing. They've closed stretches of I-80 in California. They've closed stretches of I-5 in or I-10, I think. I-10 is in the Panhandle. So they have closed stretches of I-10 uh, in uh, Texas. So uh, be careful. If you have to go out there, be careful. And that's it. We're done. We did ourselves a show on Sunday, and we didn't have our guests show up. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe next time. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll get a hold of you and find out what the heck happened. Yeah. I, it just surprises me because I did. I, I think he something happened because I, I can't. Maybe okay. I. Yeah. Um, we will return on our regular day, which will be Thursday, March the seventh, and uh, we'll have a either replay this. Never know, or never know. have another show. We'll. Figure that out, but uh, we have this as a backup at least. So, uh, thank right. you all for tuning in and for being there with us uh, during this uh, hour. I do appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you all next time live on All About Wine. Have a good week ahead, and uh, be safe. We'll talk to you. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there now. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. I said tonight's show should be today's show.